piss out of. I am uh, just outside of Detroit, Michigan. Gideon. Detroit, Michigan. Awesome. You got a puppy? Yeah, he's a, he's a three-year-old golden doodle. He likes to bark at people when they're running around outside. So I apologize nice. about that. Good dogs. All good. Yeah. Like I said, today's going to be an interesting vision opportunity. Um, so vision pros, buckle your seatbelts. This will be fun. Here we uh, go. All right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, Vision Pros, and welcome in to Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. Um, I have Josh Jerkovich. I believe that's how you pronounce your last name. If you don't want to give me a thumbs up, that'd be awesome. Jerkovich, cool. Um, and uh, Josh is the founder of GoVector.com. We'll be talking about that in a minute. Um, we're going to go through the sponsors first, of course, but I am going to put an asterisk on this particular episode. Some visions are clear and delightful and obvious, like somebody who's trying to help people overcome cancer, um, right? And it, usually you don't have to worry as much about the ulterior motives there, but even then somewhat. Some people are big into helping the ocean um, and on making sure to create a sustainable planet. Once again, you don't have to worry as much about uh, the ulterior motives that could exist. Um, Josh and I both being in the business world, well, we have lots of secondary benefits of expressing our visions. Um, and so you should come in with a little bit. I'm going to acknowledge the stranger danger that exists there. And we're going to be hitting that pretty hard today when it comes to Josh's vision. So I'm forewarning Josh. If he wants to, he can bow out now. If he's ready to, to put the gloves on and come into the ring for the sake of protecting all visionaries everywhere. Good stuff, man. I see you. I see you being ready for it. So um, we won't disappoint today. I'll say that. Um, sponsors, IconMakerLive.com. I'm a big fan of that vision. Seven-figure podcast program. I, I love what Tom and Cheryl put out into the world. I love what they're building. Uh, Tom's a phenomenal leader. He's very good at helping people with investment strategies, talking to their Dream 100. And Cheryl has more than 20,000 hours in front of the camera as a video production person. I don't know exactly what all role she filled, but I do know that she got experience as a news anchor. She's very good at speaking and articulating what she does. She can help people overcome their fears of that and also has her own background in business as well. And then there's Danella, who is part of it. Danella put the whole event thing together. Um, and the person who runs behind the scenes doing the event management, they are like, you have to be a certain level of OCD um, and perfectionists in order to make those events come together as well as they did. It was the first event they'd all done together. I was super impressed with it. In six months, I'll do another event. But they had so many people who were so inspired by what was going on. They had, a, they had an amazing amount of people who, they, they, their goal was seven people, was seven people to get started. They had 37 people sign up. They also had out of the 300 plus that attended it, 49% of them upgraded VIP. Um, that's a pretty big stat. If you don't know KPIs and metrics, you know how big you, you should know. Write that down. 49% should be an excellent goal for your future, a BHAG, not a SMART goal. Um, and yet there they were delivering that on the very first conference. So big fan of Icon Maker Live. Also a big fan of the system, capshow.com, C-A-P-S-H-O.com. For those listening in, C-A-P-S-H-O.com. You're welcome to use our affiliate link on the landing page to get an extra credit or two for the, the free trial. But what I recommend is diving in, signing up, taking a video or audio asset of your own, uploading it to CapShow. And what it's going to do is it's going to give you 
the number one ranked AI AI content generator as ranked by digitalmarketer.com to write your copy for you based on your episode, based on your webinar, based on your workshop, based on your live. It doesn't have to be anything different than the audio or video file. You upload it in there and then you just click on button after button. I say for your first episode, just go in there and click as fast as you can. Generate all the content that you can. Then go back and assess how valuable they are as a copywriter. This is the easiest, simplest way I've ever seen to potentially hire a copywriter. And those of you who are experienced with copy, you know that from there, you then want to go in and make sure that you edit it to be in line with exactly what your vision or mission is. Uh, so I highly recommend checking out capshow.com. I'm a big fan of them. Now, what's really cool about them is they've got this amazing culture as well. What's it called? It's on uh, heartbeat.chat. I've never used that before, but they've got this great culture. Once you're in as a as a user, you get to go in there and from Deidre to Bona to Ash to Chris Cromwell, like they got a lot of great people in there who help promote you and help you see how you can stand out as a podcast host or as a business owner. They're phenomenally connected. Uh, again, I, I can't say enough about both of those entities. I'm happy to have them both as sponsors. And last and of course, not least, in fact, most important to me, the Water Project. If you have a spare dollar, please give it. Just go there. Trust me, uh, blind do it. But the cool thing is the Water Project doesn't make you do that blind. You can go in, see where they're helping people establish water wells or sand dams in order for children like the one that you see on your screen who are currently, they're missing school to go get water on occasion. There's fights in the community because there's not enough clean drinking water. And that wouldn't exist if they had an abundance of clean drinking water. You have the opportunity to make a massive difference in lives in situations where you don't even have to think about it on a daily basis. So please, if you can get back to that, do. If you want to challenge me and say, Jackson, there's a better cause, then go get that cause. Um, but do something good for those who are out there. Please do that. So without further ado, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to bring Josh on board. I'm not going to say anything more about him or his business until he's here to, again, have the, have the gloves on and, and talk to me about it. We're going to be talking about the vision of entrepreneurship, marketing, lead generation, sales, the whole nine yards. And uh, I look forward to all that you're going to get out of the show today. So, Josh, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. I got my boxing gloves on, even though I'm not really <laughs> sure exactly where you're going to take me on this journey. But I'm pretty excited about some of like the sponsors that you just shared with me. I like jotted down some notes. I'm like, I need to check that, that up. That's awesome, man. Well, if I get a yeah. self-reach today, fantastic. So, um, and, and you. So, um, all right, Josh. So, here's here's the scoop. Again, I, I've kind of alluded to it already. Um, the The reality is... Josh, your vision is one of the ones that has to be dissected more than any other vision out there, especially with an audience of entrepreneurs. Um, you know, one, I'm never going to bring some in the show and be fluffy, right? And be like, oh, you do sales. Tell us all about it. You know, or you do marketing, but I don't know you and I couldn't find case studies. So, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to dive in and be like, well, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread because I know what sliced bread is and how good it is. Right. right. But I, I don't know you yet. So we're going to be discovering that. So I will start with the basic question. Who do you feel should listen to you? Why should we listen to you versus the million other experts out there? Gary Vaynerchuk, Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, et cetera. And what are they going to get out of today's show, do you think, from your side? You know, first of all, like if, if I were to answer those in reverse order, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm uh, very much a quick start. So we're going to see. Uh, we're going to yeah. go on an adventure together. And at the end of the day, I think that who should listen to me is anybody that wants their life to be an adventure. 
right? Like I, I think my purpose in this world is to help set people free. And so my company's name is Vector Sales, but at the end of the day, it's not really about sales or marketing or anything. Ultimately, it's about helping entrepreneurs and helping people achieve their dreams. So anybody who wants to do that, you know, I'm not really anybody special. Um, I'm just a guy that knows how to do a lot of stuff. I've been running a company for eight to 10 years now. Uh, actually, it's close to, closer to 10 years now. And I picked up a lot of skills and a lot of information along the way. So along my journey, I've picked up things that can probably help people who are earlier on in their entrepreneurial journey. Um, and I have some pretty big visions and pretty big dreams of where I know that I'm going. And at the end of the day, if that's able to inspire somebody or help somebody realize what freedom is really going to look like for them or how to set their goals appropriately or really how far they can go, then I, I think this might be valuable for them. Brother, I love the reverse order approach. And I really love what you said first, which is you don't know. I don't know either, guys. Um, you know, th these conversations are very candid, very raw, very real. And like I said, um, when it comes to this sector, there's there's so many pretenders in the market. It's very hard to recognize who the contenders are sometimes. Um, and that's exactly why, um, you know, we're going to play hardball. This is going to help Josh and I both cut through the noise, um, you know, and make sure that if we did find a contender, he's going to stand on his own two feet um, and, and we'll have fun with that. So um, I normally ask this in reverse order. I normally ask what's your vision for those you serve, but you did say you have big visions for yourself as well. And I'm grateful for that. I think we all should have visions for both who we serve and what we do. So I won't limit you to 15 seconds. What are some of your bigger visions for yourself? Yeah, you know, um, I, I work on this often. And for like frequently, um, every week I'm kind of sitting down looking at what my vision is for the week. Every month I'm looking at what my vision is for that month. Every year I'm looking at what my vision is for that year. Um, usually out to about two or three years. It's it's interesting that we're talking about this right now because I was recently challenged to do an exercise of what my vision is every decade for the next five, next 50 years. Hmm. And I'm like, holy crap, I've actually been setting kind of small goals. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you think about it in terms of like, what does the rest of my life look like? You know, I, I like to say that I'm, I'm living in my body in order to live until I'm 120, right? Longevity is the vision for my body to make sure that I'm taking care of myself, taking care of my body first, more importantly than any business venture, more importantly than anything else. Because if I fall off this earth or if something happens to me, then everything else becomes pointless, right? So my number one vision is within the domain of my body or within the domain of my fitness, Aside from that, to grow and to live a life that's meaningful and fulfilling um, is something that is the reason for everything else, right? My relationship with God and my relationship with um, who I am and who I know myself to be as a person and the continuous growth that I have is the most important thing for me, right? Like, we all have big visions and we all have big missions in our lives, whether, especially if we're crazy enough to be an entrepreneur, right? We did it for a right. reason. And at the end of the day, usually it's to give back or to serve somebody or because we have a chip on our shoulder <laughs> in some way. Right. And, um, you know, for me, a lot of it's about freedom, right? And a lot of people, you know, when you set your goals, you're like, well, what I really I couldn't want tell based on the free man hat, by the way. Yeah, right. Uh, well, hey, that's from Sean Baylor. <laughs> that's not, it's not cheap. If, I, I just got back from their event. Jordan Peterson actually spoke there last weekend, which was awesome. One of the most incredible speeches on telling the truth. Um, nice and how the truth will set you free. It was awesome. Um, so Sorry, yeah, man, I totally derailed you. Oh, you're good. Um, you know, a lot of times it's about freedom, right? Like I, I've heard people talk about freedom being, being able to do what you want, when you want, where you want, with who you want. Mm. Right. But you know, one of my favorite philosophers um, is Viktor Frankl. Uh, he wrote an awesome book called Man's Search for Meaning, which talks about how 
Um, a fulfilling life or a life that has a lot of positive emotion is one working towards a cause or working towards a goal that's meaningful, right? We can sustain suffering in our lives when it's meaningful. The times that we have the worst times in our life is is meaningless suffer, suffering, right? Like the things that we go through when we feel like we're working towards something that doesn't have meaning, if we're just working towards the mighty dollar and for no real reason or no real purpose or to not give back to the water project or whatever cause it is that you're trying to go after, if your goal isn't big enough and if it's not meaningful enough, then you're going to run into a lot of roadblocks. You're going to run into a lot of hurdles. And when the going gets tough, you're not going to do the work. And so one of the biggest challenges I've noticed, even for myself in entrepreneurship, is just getting both myself and the people that I coach through the different programs that I'm a part of to do the work. Like the crazy part about this is that it's not complicated, yeah. right? Success isn't a complicated thing. It's really simple. It's just hard. And yeah. so if we don't have meaning, if we don't have a real strong why and a real strong reason to be doing what we're doing. When I have to wake up at 6 a.m. or when I have to do back-to-back -back calls all day long until 6 p.m. and still go to the gym and still eat healthy and still do the things and still not drink alcohol. Like, that shit is hard. There's like, there's a lot of truth to a lot of what you said. Um, so, and I, I want to honor that. Like, 99% of what you said, I'm a big fan of. And naturally, the, the contrary, ooh. not just the contrary to me, but um, for the sake of the audience, I do want to debate one thing that you said though. yeah i'm like what's the one um, percent <laughs> the one thing right uh because your formula is so great it's like man this is biblical in my opinion um you know yeah. what you said and then you you said it's not hard um bullshit in my opinion um no i said it's not complicated i said it, it, oh good i said and, it's not complicated, it's not complicated. It's and i would add that you're right you did say that so that was a good part still and my off trackness let's go back to that complicated word well the the reality though is that it is complicated and, and here's here's why from a business perspective, and you can you can debate this my friend like this yeah, is not the same let's put our boxing gloves on let's right go. Um, yeah. business is a recipe book of mm -hmm. simple recipes right there are many 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 simple recipes but therein is the complex nature of business mm -hmm. is you have to learn how to do the right recipes at the right time get the food on the table at the right temperature that is complex crap like that is not that is not only not easy to do. And, you know, if you serve the wrong meal to the wrong guest at the wrong time, like you've got a disaster on your hand. And yes, we're going too deep into the analogy, but the same transpires in business where what you've given somebody, somebody is perfect, but you give that same thing to somebody else and they despise and hate you for it. Um, and, and so humans are complex, um, yeah. although, yes, we 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 don't need to live in fear of that reality. Um, you know, we need to double down those fundamentals and the, the simple basics that are there and, and trust and those virtues to carry us through that. That would be the one addition complicated addition I would make. And I'd love your thoughts on that. Yeah, I love that actually. And I, I totally agree with you. So the reason that I mentioned that it's not complicated, it's easy is exactly mm -hmm. what you said, right? There are recipes, there are maps, that exist and tons of people sell them any coaching program anything that you right. see and tons of people are actually showing you an example on social media and live and, and different things like that of what to do the biggest problem is that you don't necessarily see when to do it right so yeah. i love that you said that because one of the frameworks yeah. that i train my coaching clients on is actually so i have four meta frameworks that i've noticed are a big part of success in almost any, okay. any way and one of them is laying out a clear journey right 
So if I'm at point A and I need to get to point B or my goal in three years, let's say, is to get to point B, what I need to start to do is evaluate the steps that I need to get there, right? What's step one? What's step Mm -hmm. two? And then most importantly, uh, the second framework is the focus framework. What is the thing that I need to focus on right now in order to knock down the first domino, in order to knock down the first step? One of the biggest things, especially in sales and marketing that I see is they're trying to solve the wrong problem. Right. You see Gary V online or you see all these people doing all these really big things, but you don't even have five customers yet. And you're like, but I want to post reels and I want to do this and I need to hire this person to do this. And I need to do all these social media posts. I'm like, so you're telling me you're too lazy to reach out to 10 potential clients, 10 potential customers to actually give you a chance and perform your offer and figure out what it is that you do and like kind of learn from them how to create it. Cause one of the things I tell people is I believe that if you start serving your target market or your purpose or what, whoever it is, they're going to teach you what to teach them. They're going to teach you what to create, right? They're going to tell you exactly what they need. They're going to tell you what problems they have to solve. So just go start reaching out to people if it's within your target market or something that you're passionate about and they'll tell you what to make. Well, and to be, to be more crass or more direct about what you're saying though, they're also going to tell you why you suck. Yep. They're going to tell you what you're doing wrong. Um, right. You're going to have to get used to hearing that initially. Um, rather than that's just going to be like, Oh, if you would have just sold it to me this way, I would have paid you $15,000. That's not what happens. Um, you know, they tell you I'm not interested. They tell you, uh, you know, Hey, it sounds great. Let me talk to my spouse about it with no intention whatsoever of ever buying. Um, right. You, you, you're going to go through a much more difficult process. Um, you know, then we can, really frame within the context of a show that doesn't just scare the crap out of people. Um, so I, I won't go too far down that rabbit hole, but I do, I love the principle that you're talking about. And I love the fact that you're telling them, you know, Hey, you, you got to go uh, talk to people and actually engage with individuals about what it is you think you want to offer in order to get the feedback you need to create something that people care about. Yeah. True. And and that's totally true. Like there's, there it is a, limitless amount of content and limit, limitless amount of information at our fingertips as far as accomplishing literally anything that we want. Right. Yep. So I do think that thing- it makes things, it tees things up for a harder approach though. Um, I, I will say that. And here's my, my own feedback on it again. I'd be happy yeah. to have your, your injection on this, but um, that is probably one of the reasons, in my opinion, why businesses are failing to live up to the dreams, the aspirations that they want to, is they're trying to sell that service or product to the audience. Mm-hmm. And in correlation, one time I heard Gary Vaynerchuk say, you would be super successful. This was 10 years ago. He may not stand by this anymore, but he said, if you would go to First Street in New York and interview three random New Yorkers, then go to Second Street the next day, then go to Third Street the next day, and you were to just create these YouTube videos every day doing that, you'd explode. You'd be massive. You'd be a massive influencer. He was spot on with that um, at that time. It might still work. I'm not going to bet on it. But yeah. um, if if you do, you go out there with a clear vision in mind, right? And you create a consistent, repeatable process for people to buy into, then naturally do it. Notice I'm not talking about a service or an offer here. And here's why. The next Disney movie that comes out, nobody cares. Nobody who doesn't already love Disney. They don't yep. want it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to hear about it. It's not part of who they are. But everybody who does love Disney, right, who's already bought into the vision, who's already bought into the culture, and who already believes in the leadership, they don't even need to know what's coming out. They're going to go see it because there's a clear vision. There's a clear culture that they belong to. 
and there's a leadership that they believe and trust in to some degree or extent. And Tesla proved that model once again with that Model 3. It had nothing to do with the car that people weren't going to get for who knows, two to three years. It had everything to do with believing in that guy on stage and saying, hey, I'm going to give you $1,000. Um, you know, 180,000 people did that because he had a super clear vision and culture people wanted to be a part of. Um, so there's two sides to that coin. Again, not shutting down what Josh is saying. If you're listening to this, adding to uh, the depth and you do have to be willing to once you create that vision, then create an offer and create a service that you're willing to share with people. Just don't lose sight of the importance of your vision in that process, which Josh did an excellent job of also outlining his vision. Josh, what's your vision for those that you serve? Yeah, I mean, so I, I have a couple of different companies that I'm working on right now. So number one is I kind of run a software business. We do sales systems and marketing systems for coaches and consultants. And within that... Yep. Yeah, that's it. Vector sales. Okay, go ahead so, and pull that up while we talk about it, Jaime. Yeah, I mean, uh, so he's got it up, which is awesome. So um, if I'm really direct, this is actually a white labeled software. Go a lot level. of people yes. don't like to tell the truth about this, but it's basically a, a version of Go High Level. Go High Level oh, is yeah. a software system. So to give you some background in me, um, in my entrepreneurial journey, when I first started out, I had been in sales for about 10 to 15 years and I knew that I wanted to start my own company. I got a job doing sales for a marketing agency. Okay. And um, I let me pull you back on track, working. Little, Josh. No. What's your vision for those that you serve? Yeah, so my vision is to be able to set them free, right? To to show okay. them easier paths and give them a map to finding success in entrepreneurship. Awesome, and you do that through means of this company and a few other companies, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You feel free to take the mic now. I just wanted to get that 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 portion of like, okay, so you're you're helping entrepreneurs find freedom. Um, yes. you know, and, and that's the, hmm. that's the goal. So go ahead. How do you go about that? Yeah. So, um, so I do it through what I call the meta frameworks. And one thing that I've noticed in entrepreneurship is that a lot of times you're kind of, you're going up levels as you move on. You could kind of think of it like a video game. When you first start out, a lot of times you're going to be offering a service to a client, or usually most people who start out in entrepreneurship are coming from sort of some sort of career. They came from somewhere and what they end up, or that they figured out a few things about life. Either they figured out mm -hmm. a few things about life or their business or whatever, um, field they're in, or they figured out how to be really healthy in their body or come through some sort of personal <laughs> transformation. And then they're like, oh man, I really want to help somebody go through or accomplish what I accomplished, right? We see this a lot in fitness. The person lo loses 200 pounds and then they start training people how to lose 200 pounds because they just did it. It's like, I yeah. just did this awesome thing. And now I'm going to go back and help other people do the same awesome thing that I just did. And right. so I have a belief statement that I use, which is basically, I believe that a lot of people's purpose is to go back in time and serve a previous version of themselves after they figured something out. So mm -hmm. in that scenario, when you're looking at mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, I'm speaking more specifically about coaching, right? Coaching is a huge field, the self, um, the coaching space, the mastermind space, the space where people are training other people how to find success, right? So at the very first level, you're figuring something out, right? You might be running a marketing agency, you might be running a restaurant, you might be running any type of business that it is. And at some point, you're going to get to a point where you've figured it out, you've kind of cracked the code on how to run that business. Well, the meta of that, if you were to take it one level above, and I don't mean Facebook meta, I mean, the, what what they took it from, which means the level above, right? Mm -hmm. um, the level above that is to start training people on how to do the thing that you did. So that's usually the first step into coaching that people take. You, um, If you're a more visionary, a lot of times I found that you move into coaching. 
if you're more integrator level, you kind of move into management or upper level management for a larger company, depending if you're employee minded or entrepreneurial minded, right? Mm -hmm. So in that scenario, you move up a level and you start realizing, oh crap, I, you know, I want to serve these people to accomplish the same things I did. What did I do? How do I extract the value? How do I extract the systems? How do I extract the things from what I did in order to show other people how to be successful, right? So wow. I'm able to pull really well some of that those things and show them how to structure content in a way that is going to be, I call it um, educational design, right? So show them how to create a program that is going to guide people through a successful strategy or guide people through how to create success or how to show other people how to create the same success and same results that they did. And then vector sales or the software system is simply a system that's set up to support that because one thing I found is that it's great to have the the content extracted but at the end of the day one of the biggest challenges that people run into is all the shiny objects that are out there they're looking at ai and they're looking at this other thing and they're looking at these 18 different apps that they have to connect all into one place right yeah. so you have lots of people who are rattling things off like that at them on a constant basis yes yep yeah True. there's just so many tools out there there's so many different things and it's just really really confusing and so I've noticed that one of the things that really holds people back from taking the leap into entrepreneurship or, or quitting their jobs or whatever is just the, the, the plethora of tools and the plethora of plot possibilities of what they could do as opposed to a focused like, this is the thing I'm going to do. And this is the tool that I'm going to use. And this is how it's actually done, right? So if you can not only show somebody how to extract that knowledge, but actually build the system for them, um, yeah. ultimately the goal is to set themselves free. And one of the yeah. best ways I found to if set you yourself can, free. Right. I like yeah. the if. I'm a big fan of the if and <laughs> aka all the things you defined. If it's anything's holding them back, aka common sense. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, if that's your if that's your motive is to build a business and to uh, you know, to if your motive is the money, if your motive is the business as a mechanism, you're probably going to fail and lose, or you're probably going to hang on to it long enough to ruin your life. And you'll publish a bunch of public track record things that look nice, but everybody sees that you're not winning. Yeah, I, um, I did that. I, 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 I grew a marketing agency that I absolutely hated. Right. Um, it ruined my marriage and made me go through mm -hmm. a complete pit of hell over the past like four or five years. And I've been rebuilding since which is crazy. Like we got to the point, you know, I, I said, I remember very specifically, I sat down in a room at this place called partner con or something like that. It was, I was an infusion soft partner for a while. If you haven't, heard I guess of it, I won't ask just... the question. What's your worst business experience ever? I think you yes. just hit it right on the head. Um, oh, cool. so I'm sorry to hear that. And I'm grateful for what you've learned. Go ahead, man. Keep going. Yeah. I'm jumping ahead. Um, so I, I remember I very vividly, I sat in a room and it was with a bunch of visionaries. And the whole point of this exercise is they're like, what I want you to do is I want you to take out a piece of paper take out that, a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, I want you to write down a number. That number is going to represent exactly how much money you want to make one every month in, in one year. And so me being the naive young business owner that I was, I'm like $83,333. Why 83333? Multiply that by 12 and you have a million dollars. So I was like, I want to make a million dollars a year. But I wasn't very clear about what that vision looked like because I, I didn't say I want to make a million dollars a year while only working 10 hours a week. I said, I want to make a million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. I didn't say I want to make a million dollars of profit. I said, I want to make a million dollars a year. I ended up getting up to about 65,000 a month. So I almost hit the goal, but I was like deadly miserable. I had gained mm -hmm. about 30 or 40 pounds in my body. I wasn't doing CrossFit like I liked. I was on meetings and calls with people. And I was completely outside of even my zone of genius. And I wasn't serving people that I loved. 
And so I just like, mm. I ended up burning the entire thing to the ground. I'm like, crap, this is like the craziest thing. Cause here's the thing you can make $65,000 in a month and your expenses are 55,000 and you really only made 10. And that 10 was less than I could have made at a job. Right. Um, right. So what, what the heck was I doing? All Cur curious, was, just curious, but was your impact less? Just curious. It might've been. What's that? Was your impact less? I'm just curious. Was my impact less? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So that's actually a, another point when I talk about setting yourself free. Um, one thing that I train people on is the idea that there are low leverage and high leverage activities that you can have in mm -hmm. your life. Low leverage is serving somebody one on one or doing one service for one business, right? Doing one thing for one person. It's like any type of service, any type of thing like that. Now, a lot of times when people are doing that, it's essentially like you have a job and the only way to earn more or to grow your business when you're doing one-on-one -on -one services or anything like that is to work more. The more clients I bring on, the more I have to work or I have to hire people, i.e. the $55,000 in costs in order to do more work, right? So as you grow, all of your overhead grows and all of your people grow. And as we all know, there's nobody that you can hire that can do your job the way that you do. It just yeah. doesn't happen. Employees aren't going to work as hard. They're not going to work as well as somebody who is an expert in the industry or field. And so it becomes very difficult. And then you're, you're, you're moving into yeah. a management role when I never really wanted to be a manager. That's what I mean by it was outside of my zone of genius. My zone of genius is a coach and a trainer. I am not a manager. I am not good at managing people. Anybody who's ever yeah. worked for me will tell you that. Oh yeah. But what they will also tell you is everybody that worked for me at that time now runs their own company. Mm. So I coached them all and I trained them right. all how to do all of that. So after I fired them, they all went and started their own things cool. and they're all very successful. And I'm extremely happy about that. All like of them, that's huh? really freaking cool. Every single one. That's amazing. How many? And so what's that? How many people? Uh, it was about 12 at the time. Cool. So okay. I had like people running oh, SEO, I had people running ads, I had people doing content, I had people building websites, like, so I had an entire marketing team, and we would actually yeah. perform marketing services for people, but mm -hmm. it was low leverage activity, because every client we brought on, or as we grew, we had to just do more work and more work and more work. So low leverage is that high leverage would be creating something that shows people how to do this at a lower cost for themselves, as opposed to mm -hmm. doing a custom or bespoke service. Bespoke is basically like every client I bring on What's so that? I'm going to, I'm going to shift gears a little bit, um, just cause yep. we've, we've kind of gone on the, the, on the presentation mode quite a bit. Um, yep. but the, there are some great takeaways on that. I'm curious when were you at icon? When was that? What year was that? Uh, 2016. We were in the same conference. I wrote down yeah. my number as well. Eight, oh, nice. Were we yeah, in the same room? We were in the same room. It had to have been, um, was it, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Dobbin? Buck? Dude, I don't remember, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, I met so many people at that conference. Great conference. Um, yeah. I really, really enjoyed that process. But that is too small of a world and another small world reality. We've had, I don't know how many episodes we're up to now. We're at like 80 or something like that. And the guest I had this morning on our show, rather this afternoon, also referenced Man's Search for Meaning. And y'all are the only two people to reference that book out of all episodes. Um, oh, wow. and so just wanted, wanted to highlight that I'm supposed to hear it. Apparently, um, whoever else is listening right now today, uh, you know, sucking all this in is also apparently supposed to listen to that about that book. So thank you for, for sharing that. Let's shift gears real quick to what's your best experience in business so far. You know, I feel like new experiences keep coming up for me and they keep getting better and better. Um, yeah. This last weekend, I went to an event called um, 
Lions Den Live with Lions Not mm-hmm. Sheep. A guy named Sean Whelan is where the free man hat came from. And Jordan Peterson spoke on stage. And it was just like, it was one of those events where like, I wasn't really focused a lot on networking or trying to meet people or anything like that. I was just kind of in my own meditative state, trying to suck, sink it or letting everything sink in and just realize mm-hmm. what my purpose and my vision and the things that I need to do after I get back are. And so this past weekend was awesome, but that's it might also be because it was, uh, it's really fresh. Um, it might, but Josh, you hit something huge and I'm grateful for this. This is probably going to be one of my favorite segments of any episode that we've ever done um, because it validates a very important reality. Entrepreneurs, if you're a visionary listening to this and you're looking at the entrepreneurial path, I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard. Um, it's, it's a very difficult process. You have to be willing to sacrifice for those around you in order to do it. Um, and sacrifice, you know, does not come without giving up things that you, you love or that you want. That said, it is so common when you ask an entrepreneur, what's your best experience in business? It's in the current present state of being. They, you know, once you've dedicated yourself to this process of giving your heart to, to everything that you do, um, like that's one of the byproducts of it. That's one of the benefits is you're constantly building new things that you love. And the external reality of that is not always a billion dollar return. It's not always that financially you're going to be victorious in everything that you do, but there is something to be said. There is a, there's a golden truth, a reality, uh, something we should be grateful for. And that we get to constantly be doing amazing things that we love and consider our best experience ever. So I just want to share that because you're like the, you're, you're, it, that's a very common reality. No, I love and that. It's true, man. It's so true. You know, what's a big next part of, on the horizon? Right. A, a big part of my spiritual practice has actually been really trying to live in the present moment and just continuous growth and seeing the purpose or seeing what I'm doing in the growth as far as where I am right now versus where I was a month ago where I was a year ago, where I was even six months ago. Right. And so when I look at it, it's like, I want the person, I want the version of me six months from now to not recognize the guy that's sitting in this seat right now. Right. And it's it's one thing to fabricate it. Yeah. Right. It's one thing to fabricate it where you're like, well, Jackson, it's being on this podcast, you know, like (laughs) you see that on TV all the time Um, in interviews. That's not, that's not true. You went to something present and recent that was beautiful. And you, you're, you're, you can, you're, you speak with such conviction that it's obvious to see how impactful that talk by Jordan Peterson and that conference was for you yeah. and to you. And, and so just, it just blows my mind um, that we have these little opportunities in environments like this to unpack stuff like that and realize like, oh man, like there's a whole lot of value and truth to the way with which we choose to live our lives as entrepreneurs and as visionaries. So. You know, the, the crazy thing, I, I would say the biggest takeaway or the biggest thing is just kind of a gut check, right? Like you've mentioned that earlier. You're like, people are going to tell you you suck. People are going to tell you you're not yeah. good. People are going to tell you no. And I'm like, you get punched in the gut, but you're but really kind of like the opposite of that is thank you, right? Thank you for the learning Mm -hmm. opportunity, because you're right. I do kind of suck. I suck at a lot of things. I suck at a lot of things. Like I had a guy tell me last week on a call, he's like, if you think you know everything about a topic, then you can't learn anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, shit. I'm going through that. I don't know know if my language is like a thing here, Um, but I was like, (laughs) we try to keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. Sometimes I've got an F bomb that comes out. So all right, cool. Well, I haven't, I haven't done that yet. That's nope. what I'm doing. Yet. <laughs> um, so, but I'm like, shit, man. Like, yeah, you're totally right. Like, I, you know, I, my company is Vector Sales, and he was giving me feedback that like. 
the way that I was selling at that point was kind of like really crappy. And I was mm. like, actually, you're totally right. I'm nervous. And for some reason, like, I feel like you're better than me. And so if I'm really like, if I'm really honest about it, like this sales call sucked. And I appreciate the feedback because as I move forward, that's a learning opportunity to say, you know what? I might have read 30 to 40 sales books that are out there, but that doesn't mean I don't still have more to learn and I don't still have more to experience because one of the biggest things for me, like one of the biggest things that I noticed is that like when I see these thought leaders, when I see these people stepping up on stage or the people throwing these events and I go to say hi to them, my heart starts to flutter. I'm like, this person's celebrity status. It'd be, it would be like a little girl meeting Kim Kardashian. But for mm -hmm. me, it's like the guy right. that was just speaking on stage, making a difference in people's lives. And I'm like, man, if I, it just feels like, it feels amazing, but also at the same time, I feel like I'm in the presence of like mad of royalty in some yeah. ways. But that's just because right. like I think I think what ends up happening to me in those scenarios is that I see the gap between where I am right now and where that person is. Mm -hmm. And then I play the comparison game. And then I try and think, man, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough because I'm not doing what they are, even though I know that that's my purpose. I feel like God's been telling me I have that for you. But not yet. I'm glad so, you voiced that. I'm sorry. I'm just glad you voiced it. Like I can feel that. I, I yeah. it's, it's a hard, it's a hard reality to quantify. Um, you know, but your your self awareness is on point, um, and that's <laughs> eye opening for me as well. Um, right? We've I, if you've ever been in that situation where you met somebody you really look up to, like to an extreme degree. I remember Jeff Van Gundy of all people walks into a restaurant in Houston that I'm working at. Um, this is a coach. This is a wild goofball on the, you know, commentator on TNT. Like he's, he's not Michael Jordan, but my, my flood of emotion was so big that I accidentally said, I finally get to meet you. That it just came out of my mouth. And he looked at me as scared as could be, um, you know, and like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get fired. Um, you know, for, for having done this, you know, and he walked to his table, super confused and, that's not what I wanted to say. There was nothing cerebral about what came out of my mouth other than I was excited to see this person. And you're right, Josh, there's a lot of truth to what you said. Like there's an imbalance in my perception of my own value to the person that I met and my own, my own self-perception. If I, if I level that up to realize, whoa, I can be way more centered because we're all equals as human beings then that could have been a far more productive engagement than me just yeah. like blanketly saying something that made no sense. So well and said. it's like deep down, I, I can have the knowing, right? That like when you meet somebody, like you know that they just want to be treated like a normal human being, just like any yeah, other person. Exactly. Because the, the people that they're actually going to hang out with and swim with and be in masterminds and do all those things with are the people that treat them like they're normal human beings. And then we walk up, like my yeah. hands shaking. And I'm like, oh, hey, what's <laughs> up, man? It's great to meet you. Like I didn't get to meet Jordan Peterson, but oh, that would have been awesome because I, I admire him insanely well. And like his entire talk that. was about telling the truth. And that's why I think that I'm even showing up in this way, because a lot of these things that I'm saying, I'm like, man, I want everybody to see how cool I am. I don't want everybody to like know how cool I am and get value. And but at the, at the end of the day, like, I think especially with I think you said something earlier that was really poignant. It was like something along the lines of like, look how great I am. Or, you know, we we all want to show up on social media as like the expert or as somebody who knows what the heck they're doing. And so we're not willing to suck. We're not willing to start to go live or start to go and record those videos because I'm afraid mm. to suck. But the truth is, right. like, we're, we all suck. Like, we all suck. We all have goods and bads in us, for sure. <laughs> well, we all suck at what at anything that we do until we until we don't suck. Right. And the people who don't suck are the ones who are willing to suck for long enough to not suck. Mm -hmm. Right. 
right? right. Like I, 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 have, I assume I could go back and watch the first po- episode of this podcast and it would be completely different than it is today. Yeah, but it was pretty stellar, but I'd be, I already had eight years <laughs> of doing it. So yeah. your point, um, that's right. You know, we, we often hide ourselves longer than we should, and we're not willing to do that in the public eye. And some of that has to do with that desire to be perfect, um, right? And that there's the imposter syndrome as well. And Josh is right. You know, we all go through that process of learning, and it may be something that we chose to hide for different reasons in life, but you're you're uh, going to do yourself a disservice if you don't learn to work hard and you don't, don't learn to persevere through the challenges that come along the way of, of growth in life. That's just well, my the thing. Opinion. The thing about imposter syndrome too, right? And this is something not many people say. Yeah, this is, here's, here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prelude you a little bit. So what powerful lesson can the visionaries learn from your experience, Josh? Go ahead. Imposter All syndrome. right, cool. I love it. Um, <laughs> I, I'll continue. But um, the thing about imposter syndrome is sometimes it's true. Sometimes you are trying to be an imposter and what, what you need to do is yeah. just show up in your truth and say, I, I'm not very good at this right now, but I'm doing it so I can get better. And when you do that, exactly. you give yourself permission to suck and you give everybody else permission. Like I heard somebody um, tell me once when you, when you first go up to do public speaking, tell a joke about yourself or make yourself seem human, right? You are human. And the more human you seem, the more you're going to connect with your audience anyway, right? Yeah. So sorry, what was the question again? You are right. What powerful lesson can other visionaries learn from your experience? Yeah. So the biggest thing is that whether shit feels good or it doesn't feel good, there are a set of disciplines and discipline is going to be the thing that's going to get you through in the hard times. And it's also the thing that's going to sustain good times, because what we do is we go on this, we peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys, hopefully Mm -hmm those peaks and valleys are on an upward trajectory, but you're always going to run into another valley. You're always going to run into another valley. And the idea is that you want your other valley to be higher than your previous peak, if you can do it correctly. But the Mm -hmm. thing that's going to keep you within a a tighter wave is going to be the discipline that you do, right? Like, so you have disciplines that got you to the peak. And then we start feeling good about ourselves. We start feeling awesome about ourselves and we stop doing the things that got us there. And then we go down. And then we're like, oh, crap, I'm, I'm like, I'm losing steam. I'm losing momentum. I need to start doing my disciplines again. I don't know what your disciplines need to be. Maybe it's meditation because you feel anxiety a lot. Maybe it's making sure you make it to the gym because you just, I mean, that's just something I think that everybody has to do. But uh, maybe it's posting content on social media. media. Maybe it's showing gratitude to your teams. Maybe it's showing gratitude to the people that are around you and your clients. Maybe it's just showing up in a better light and smiling and being happy, right? Or, yeah. or trying as hard as you possibly can. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what disciplines you are. I believe that they're prescriptive, right? I think that everybody needs different disciplines based on things that they're experiencing. Like I've studied a lot of theology and there are these things called spiritual disciplines. And those are certainly prescriptive, right? Like if you have a lot of chatter going on in your head, if you have a lot of like anxiety showing up, there's a really strong chance that you need to sit in silence, which is some, one of the scariest right. things for people to do. If you're struggling with humility, or if you're struggling with ego, there's a really good chance you need to go serve somebody in something that you think you're too good for. Like go and like hand out food, like it doesn't matter, but there's a lot of disciplines of service and a lot of disciplines that you just get to do on a daily basis. But what I do is I I play these little 30 day challenges with myself. At the beginning of every month, I say, where do I need to be in these different categories? In my faith, in my finances, in my fitness, and with my family, right? And so I'll, I'll set up a little game. I'm like, okay, for the next 30 days, I'm not going to eat gluten. 
and we'll see how that goes. Or let me start 75 hard right now. This sounds fun. Let me go 75 days and do all these things. Great. Let me start a 12 week powerlifting program because I feel like I need to get stronger. Oh crap, I got stronger, but I'm now my body doesn't have the aesthetics I want. So let me start a 12 week other program. So sometimes they're 90 days, sometimes a they're lot 30 of days. But like all these little, all these little games that I play, I treat mm -hmm. life like a game. It's all a game. Like I've heard people say like, none of this is really real anyway. So why not play it like a game? Right. Yeah. So you're the, the money you. that we make. Yeah. Well, anyway. and I would say too, there's a, a trick question for you visionaries out there. Um, you know, who is the most important visionary to guide you on knowing these answers for yourself? Um, right. And my, my humble answer on that would be twofold. Um, one is, one is God or the universe, whatever you want to call it Two, hand in hand is you, you are not, not Josh, not Jackson. Uh, not any of the people that are wonderful and hosted on on this channel, but you got to learn how to listen to your heart and mind. And that's going to help you figure out and unpack what disciplines you need to be working on in your life right now, which ones you can improve on, which ones you may be ignoring. You'll be guided to uh, the opportunities that are out there to help you with growth. And Josh, you've done an excellent job of helping us facilitate that today as well for the visionary, visionaries out there. So if you're listening in, um, you can reconnect with Josh Jerkovic uh, through LinkedIn. Um, I saw that. You can also go to govector.com. Um, I will uh, double down a little bit on this, this reality and it's twofold. I think it's going to serve him well, as well as everybody else. Yes, he does have an overlay for Go High Level. Go High Level is a phenomenal program. We use it as well. Uh, his package is $4.97 a month. Um, we include it without charging to all of our clients. Um, and at the same time, there's a cost of doing business with any entity, um, right? So it's not to say that that's free. It's to say that, well, there's other reasons and means for how we justify the value of what we do. My real goal in stating that is it doesn't matter whether you work with me or you work with Josh, you work with Go High Level directly, you work with somebody else using Go High Level who's awesome with it. What matters is that you follow yourself as a visionary. You set up yourself to be able to hire appropriately and know who it is that should be working with you because the tools are one thing. Right. You got it. You got you can have a two hundred thousand dollar setup of equipment in, in a mechanic's garage and go be that. Try to go be that mechanical engineer today. And you're going to suck if you don't know anything about how to be a mechanic and how to run a shop and auto shop like that. The tools can only get you so far. And usually it's not very far at all. The people who are helping you with those tools. That's also an important component. The people who manage those who use those tools are also in a, a component. There's so many layers of truths that go along with being a visionary. When you're talking about combining visionary living and entrepreneurship into one, it takes a team to fulfill on that really well. So my challenge to you is if you've been inspired by the principles that Josh has, uh, has outlined here, make sure to do your due diligence to contact him, to contact references to make sure you understand what types of case studies could exist, to make sure you don't correlate the case studies with what your realities could be. Your realities are going to be different than everybody else's realities because of the variables that you face. But you've got to figure out how to make great decisions for yourself so you don't end up blaming the mechanic for not being able to create the vision that you're supposed to clearly articulate. I can't say that enough to you people. I love you all. I hope you fulfill your visions. Josh, dude, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being willing to go through uh, this, this conversation. I hope that our relationship as it unfolds over time leads us to also perhaps coming back and having another conversation down the road. I don't know what that looks like yet, 
But yeah. I am impressed with the principles that I saw and I, I wish you the best and look forward to catching up with you right after the show as well. Awesome. Thanks, Jackson. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Jaime, we're good to go, man. Thanks for your time, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention.